When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, J-Rod with you on today here. We got a lot to get to. Joe Osborne joins us 20 minutes from now from Vegas Insider to talk a whole bunch of things. We'll get to MLB for today, Game 5 Stanley Cup Final, as uh, the Avalanche try to close it out, J-Rod. So we'll get to all that. But you know what's interesting? I just, I just had a little flashback there. So that was Paolo Bancaro talking last night after the draft, number one overall pick. And he said his agent, Mike Miller. So I looked it up. That's the Mike Miller that played in the NBA, the one that played at Florida in college, the one that had a good career, played with the Heat. I didn't realize he became an agent. That's quite a career shift there. Right. The the shoeless yeah. Mike Miller, who had a big three here for us. He, he's, he's a local icon down here in South Florida. It's funny how, how ages you know, Dave Stewart, the ex-MLB pitcher, he was he was in the agent yes. world for a little bit. It's, it's It makes sense. It's a great little transition. And, and who better to kind of – weave a young player through the the process and negotiations and a guy who actually did it so i good for mike yeah no i, I was like taking it back i was like wait is that is that the mike miller it is mike miller and he's got himself a number one overall pick here all right jay red let's jump into this our first chance to uh kind of break this down and look at it the nba rookie of the year odds are out now that we know which players are on which teams and which situations so the favorite is paolo bancara plus 350 with the orlando magic jabari smith uh, second best odds at plus 420 with the Houston Rockets. Chet Holmgren plus 480 with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jaden Ivey plus 850. Keegan Murray 10 to 1. And then, so those are your top five picks. Uh, they're the top five, different order, but they're the top five in the odds right now to be rookie there. And then, then there's some shots down the board a little bit we can get to. But uh, among the top guys, J Rod, who, who do you like? Who's your first thought rookie of the year for next season in their first year in the you know, NBA? It's- the, the way I look at it, and, and, and it, it's funny how it works because MVPs and, and coaches of the year, those kind of awards are kind of correlated to the kind of year your team had. If, if your team does well, then you're going to be recognized. Seems like rookie of the year never, for some reason, it doesn't fall into that category. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost it's, it's almost like the worst kind of team you're at. So, so when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, Paul's going to be, how is Orlando going to be this year? I mean, what is going to be their leap of improvement? Is it going to be significant enough where Paolo's going to be like, wow, this is the guy? But if they still don't make the playoffs, it's such an in- it is a truly individual award. I mean, I think Jabari Smith's who I'm going to go with just because I think he's going to have a lot to prove sliding out of that number one down to three. There is that little motivation, even though we've talked about these three top three picks are so interchangeable that they're all the same kind of a player. But I think, you know, you have that kind of, I think that's what the real winners are, the real pros, the Jordans, the birds, everybody's against me and nobody, nobody wanted me. I'm going to prove it. And that's where that motivation comes in. So I would lean with Jabari and the Rockets uh, for rookie of the year. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, you kind of try to court, you try to figure out what, what these guys vote on, right? You said it's not about team success. doesn't really matter. Now, Scotty Barnes last year was on a good team, but that's not why he won. He won because he played really well. But the one thing I, I was looking at the stats, right? I'm looking back the past NBA Rookie of the Year award winners, and I was like, all right, do so you have to average a certain amount of points? Do you have to do this? 
here's the one thing that kept coming up. And, and Jared, I went back and looked. I mean, you can go back and let's say the last 20 years or so. The, the one thing that stands out almost more than anything, you got to play a lot. You've got to get a lot of minutes. So I think only three of the rookie of the years over the last 20 years did not average at least 30 minutes per game. Like you can't play 20, 22, 23 minutes. It's not enough. Like you got to play. So that leads you to obviously the top of the board because those teams are bad. These guys will get playing time. Look, I I look at Paolo Bencaro. I think he's going to get a lot. I think the ball is going to be in his hand a lot. That's what I like about mm-hmm. him in Orlando. Now, the odds aren't great. He's the favorite. It's plus 350. But among these top guys, don't you feel like the offense is going to go through him in Orlando? I know they drafted Jalen Suggs last year. but Yeah, and 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 what everybody kept talking about, Joji, was was that his body has is ready to go. You right. Know, the, you know, even Jimmy Pascal was telling us that, that Jabari still has some development to go. So so the reason why, if, if there is a reason why the Magic actually did this, didn't seem like they had one up until seconds before they actually picked him, was that he's ready to go. His body's developed, He's and he's going to be handling the ball. So there is going to be that sort of spotlight on him because he is going to be touching the ball every second of the game. It seems like the offense is going to be running through him. So everything, he touches everything. So that would be that would make sense, and that would be that makes sense why he's the favorite. Yeah, it, well, he, it's almost like he's going to be like a point forward, right? He'll be the guy that has the ball in his hands to initiate the offense. So he's got a really good shot to be it. Now, if we look down the board a little bit here, before we do that, hold on. Let, let's hit Chet Holmgren. I wouldn't place a, Ch- a bet on Chet. I, I think he's got a chance to be a good player, but I, I don't know what he's going to be right away in the NBA. Is he going to score? Is he just going to like Jimmy uh, Arpazos? He mentioned blocking shots, right? He's going to be an asset, a defender. I don't know. Like, could you see Chet having a bunch of 15 or 20 or 25 point games as a rookie? I, I find that hard to believe. I think he's more of a guy that contributes in all different ways and maybe, I don't know, averages 10, 11 as a rookie. I, I would not put a, a bet on Chet Holmgren at plus 480. No, I, I wouldn't. I think it's also the system. You know, where where do they do they need him right away to 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 sort of contribute again? Going back to to, to Bancaro, you know, maybe even a, a Johnny Davis could 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 sneak in there and 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 have that same kind of an impact with the Wizards because the Wizards are sort of in transition. In transition, they need somebody to sort of run their offense. Johnny Davis might be sort of a a, a dark horse kind of somebody to look at if you're trying to get some value, and we're always looking for value. So that. That's an interesting one. Johnny Davis at 30 to 1. I'm glad you brought that up because there's another element to this. If Bradley Beal exits Washington, and who knows, right? There's always been rumors. And, and all Beal. the all the all the stars are aligning that he's going to come here to Miami. Okay, so let's say Beal leaves. That means there's a lot of shot volume that's just left over for anybody on that Wizards roster. And they don't really have a bunch of guys that could put the ball in the basket. Johnny Davis, could you see Johnny Davis scoring 18, 19 a game on a bad team? But he might win rookie of the year. Because he Absolutely. puts up those numbers. That's a good one. So Johnny Davis at 30 to 1 is a fun long shot down the board. Um, anything else stand out to you? You know, Shaden Sharp's an interesting player to me, the, the kid that didn't play at Kentucky, but then you know finds his way to the top ten. The only thing I wonder is, you know, he's got Dame Lillard there with him, right? Is there is there a path in Portland to getting mm-hmm. a lot of points early? I think he's gonna have to kind of work his way into that. Uh, anyone else stand out to you, J. Rod, on the board? Is well, j- just to be contrarian, what about what about Keegan Murray? And is he going to break the the Sacramento curse? <laughs> but but Keegan Murray is is like is like a tree in the forest. If he scores twenty seven points in Sacramento, does anybody know what happened? That's a it's a good question. Well, you know what? At, at some point, by accident, they're going to draft a good player. It's just it's remarkable that they that 
I just think it's crazy they passed on Jaden Ivey. Let's talk about Ivy. So Ivy at plus 850. I like him. And I think he has a chance to be the best player in the draft. Now, the question is him and Cade Cunningham, right? Cunningham, the rookie from last year, now Jaden Ivey. How do they play off mm-hmm. each other? I think Cunningham is a willing passer. I, I think he could make Ivy better. I wouldn't be surprised if Ivy has a lot of points as a rookie. Yeah, and, that, and that's another thing. I think I think part of it is also the system. Like, are they going to be able right. to shine? Are they going to be able to play? To your point, are they going to be able to get those minutes? Because, again, if, if you're going to be on the bench and you're going to be getting 10 minutes a game, you're never going to win the, the, the rookie of the year. So so that's, that's another aspect to it. I think in Detroit, he's going to play. He's going to play right away. Um, I, I, I kind of see it as a, as a three – four-person race. I mean, even though Jabari Smith, I think I think he will develop faster, and I think he will get more time in Houston this year. Um, but in, in Detroit with Ivy, there is so much of a story with him. There's so much of a marketing aspect to it, and I know coaches hate that because we're trying to win games. We're not trying to – but you're also trying to sell tickets, and I think he's a hometown guy. He's got those hometown connections, and I think he's the perfect storm of being able to play – play right away. People will recognize him. It's a good story. So it'll be a national story because of his mom who played in the city, who's a head coach at Notre Dame. His grandfather played in the NFL. So that's part of it too. The sort of the, the marketing, sort of the, the machine that puts you out there. So that's another aspect of it. And that's where Ivy could really make some hay for people. What do you think about Benedict Mathurin? I think he's an interesting player out of Arizona. So he goes, I love the the name. Oh, it's a great, it's a, he has a he has a name you could hear on highlights, right? Mathurin right. for three. Like he's he does have a good basketball name. Fifteen to one to the Pacers. He's kind of got an all around game. I don't think he's that dissimilar to Scotty Barnes. I don't know if he's going to be quite as good as Scotty Barnes, but he kind of you know maybe he'll score fourteen rebounds, six or seven. Like he's how got much do you think he'll game. play in Indiana? You think he'll play every? He'll get a lot of those minutes to to be able to to be a difference maker. Yeah, like that? it's a great question. I mean, he. I, I never know what the Pacers are doing. Are the Pacers trying to win? Are they trying to compete? Are they kind of in that rebuild stage still? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, Halliburton is with him there, and I think that could be a good combination. They still have Malcolm Brogdon, but there's rumors maybe he's out. The Miles Turner rumors that could be a trade. I never know if the Pacers are in. Are they out? Are they going to try to be good? I don't know. You know, would be a good kind of a long shot for me also is Dyson Daniels with the Pelicans. We talked about how, yeah. how the Pelicans – are going to be an impact in that, in that conference. You know, some, you know, we've even, maybe that they've got enough to get to the Western conference finals. So him running a point, running an offense, uh, being a facilitator for these kind of superstars that they've got potentially in new Orleans, that could put him on, on the rookie of the year because they're going to be winning. Even though we, even though it's maybe a little contrarian that we talked about at the end of the day, they're going to be on TV a lot more. If Zion comes back and all of a sudden this rookie Dyson Daniels is rookie Dyson Daniels dishing, facilitating, that might be another option as well. It is. It's a good point. So I'm looking now, the other thing that's interesting uh, when we try to pick out our rookies of the year. So I'm looking down the list here. J-Rod, and I, it feels like it's been a long time, other than Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon won it um, in 16-17 with the Bucks. I don't feel like anyone wins this award if you're not a lottery pick, right? Like second-round picks or late first-round picks or beyond the lottery, it usually just doesn't happen. I, I, it's interesting. Scotty Barnes, uh, LaMelo Ball, John ja Morant, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons – uh, Brogdon obviously was a second round pick, but then Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Michael Carter Williams, who's a late lottery pick, Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, Tyreek Evans, 
yeah. D. Rose, Kevin Durant, Brandon Roy, Chris Paul, Emeka Okafor, LeBron, Amari. I mean, we go back 20 years. There's only one guy that was drafted outside the lottery. That's interesting because, you know, you know, there'll be lists out there when the season starts. Like, this guy was drafted 25. He's a long shot. doesn't really happen for those guys. Yeah, and I think I think part of it also is because of that marketing tool. I think right. these guys come out of college or come into the NBA with that cachet, that greatness, and they're expected to contribute right away. Like a lot of those guys were expected to contribute from the jump, you know. And I think I think if you're not in the lottery as as the pick, you're probably going to wait a year, two years. They're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with you, so you're not going to get that those significant minutes. You know, I, th- I think the I'd be interesting to see what these non lottery picks done in year, have done in year two, year three, and how they've developed into that system. Right. Um, so coming out of the out of college or coming into the NBA, you're coming with that cachet and those expectations, and you're being thrown out there in a position where you can succeed, and you're sort of being focused on to succeed. And and that's what it is. Because at the end of the day, that's what a lot of these awards are. They're popularity contests. Yes, there are numbers involved, but it's what market you're playing in, what your team's doing, what what the what the marketing behind you is, what the push behind you is to try to make the league better, make the team better, because that's what they need. It's a league of stars. It's a con it's a team and it's a league and it's a sport, all of them that are constantly reinventing themselves to see what's going to be the next generation, what's going to be the next stars. And you and you want these guys to be marketable. Yeah. And the other thing I, I think when it comes to why the guys drafted outside the lottery don't win it is they go to better teams. There's less minutes. There's less opportunity. If, you, if you're going to yeah. the Sixers or the Celtics, like you're not going to get on the court as a rookie. You're not going to play that much. No so, you know, that, it's opportunity. It's the opposite in the NFL. Like, you know, when we talk about NFL Rookie of the Year, give me a wide receiver that gets to Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if he was drafted in the second round or the third round because mm-hmm. he'll get on the full, on the field and Mahomes will make a better. It doesn't work like that in basketball. Give me the guys that are on the bad teams in basketball, and they'll right. put up points and they'll get minutes. So uh, Benicaro, Jabari, Holmgren, Ivy, Keegan Murray are your top guys there. Matherin, 15-1. Shaden Sharp. I, I like that Dyson Daniels play throughout, 20-1. Him and Johnny Davis, 20-1. 30 to one. Those feel like our best long shots we came up with here. Yeah. I, I like those a lot because I think, I think even though they're, they're in, in entirely different situations, I think they're going to be touching the ball. It, it, it's, it's sort of the, it, it's the Bancaro way of thinking about it. They're going to be, they're going to be facilitating. They're going to be running the offense. So they're constantly going to be involved in every play. They're not going to be disappearing where you're not going to see them on the court or you're not going to hear from them on the court. They're going to be dishing it off. And I really like, you know, Daniels in, in, in new Orleans because of all the superstars around him. So his assist totals are going to be through the roof. So as, as, as we get into the season, you know, uh, any sort of, you know, props for, for Daniels and total number of assists, I think we're, we can make a killing with those because he's going to be given up to a lot of guys that are going to score a lot of points. Yeah. There's no question. I think Johnny Davis is going to have to do it on his own. And, and I think, I think his true talent is going to have to show, but which I think is there. He's a big 10 player of the year. Yeah. But I think with Daniels's case, I think he's going to have other people that, that he can make look good on a team that's got a chance to get to the to the Western Conference Finals. If you're with us on on Johnny Davis, I would I would try to get that now because if there is a Beal trade yeah. going to happen, his number is going to move because opportunity, shots, volume, it'll all go up pretty fast for Johnny Davis if uh, if Bradley Beal is out of there. All right, coming up on the other side, Joe Osborne. He is now with Vegas since I had to congratulate him on his new gig, and we'll talk to him about Game Five, Stanley Cup Finals, MLB, and a lot to hit on. Our guy Joe Osborne joins us next right here on the Beck You All Network.